And verse 1, Isaiah 61, I'm actually going to read from the King James. And there's probably three still in here that read that, but all right. Um, it's a great version. Every version is great. Amen. The Word of God is great. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Amen. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. These are the things we see happening in this house. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord in the day of vengeance of our God. Can someone say amen? To comfort all those that mourn. And I'm going to camp out in verse 3 in this message. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness that the Lord may be glorified this morning I extend to you an invitation to the divine exchange if you've ever before we pray wanted to go when Queen Elizabeth was alive I did I went on the outside I didn't get invited on the inside I would love to have seen her royal in inside palace I would have loved to have seen everything in there but today you are receiving an invitation from a heavenly portal from the corridors of glory an invitation has been extended and he is better than the royal of royals the monarch of monarchs his name is King Jesus and you have been invited to a divine exchange this morning give him a praise in this house Father, we thank you for the anointing in this room. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what you do best. Speak. Speak into the ears and hearts of my brothers and sisters, even what I do not say. Bless those who listen by podcast. Bless those who sit in the seats. Come, sir, and let there be a divine exchange, and let us prepare to go take that into the world this week. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. The Lord knew that this is a fallen world. One day, Joshua the lion will lay down with the lamb, but that's not happened yet. Can I get an amen? Bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. God knows our frames. He knows our hearts. He knows our mind. And he gives us in Isaiah, the 61st portion, he gives us the hope of divine exchange. A beautiful reminder that God can take the worst of circumstances and turn them into something that we come on the other side offering praise. Can I get a man in this house? God has lovingly and uh, uh, God has lovingly navigated and orchestrated every step of your life and he has brought you into this place if you are listening by podcast if you are sitting in a seat you are not here by accident you are here by God's sovereign move for such a time as this can I hear an amen Isaiah 61st um, division is a declaration a prophetic declaration about Jesus the Messiah we are walking into the season that we welcome him coming as a baby but this absolutely wonderful passage is was found in Luke 4 when Jesus it said it was his custom to go into the temple and when he went in there they handed him a scroll they would choose months in advance what reading would happen on that day they handed it to the son of Joseph Jesus of Nazareth and he stood up and read the 61st division of Isaiah how cool is God that can orchestrate that and then when he was done 
He said today, he made the religious mad. He made them so angry because he said today this scripture has been fulfilled in your ears. Can someone give King Jesus a shout of praise? And what it says is that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings. It's about Jesus and it's about you unto the meek. Now, the guiding verb is anointed. So I'm going to camp out in verse 3. It applies to various things, but in the middle of verse 3 is where I will abide. So we begin with, he's going to say three things. I'm going to appoint to them that have life it's in ashes. Just explain in a moment, I will give them beauty. To those that are mourning, I will give them the oil of joy. Can I get an amen? To those who feel a heaviness, I will give a new garment, a garment of praise, says the Lord. Can you say amen? He said, there's an anointing upon me to speak, to address, to minister, to serve those who come into the presence of God. He says, I will exchange with you. Welcome to the divine exchange this morning. Can you say amen? Now, as most of you know, I lived five years in Southern California. I loved living there. Don't want to live there again. Can I get an amen? Becky, amen. But at any rate, Becky lived out there with me. Uh, but, but, okay. But uh, there was... Yes, there were some things we missed, amen. Something happened in the culture of Southern California around the end of 1970, in the wake of the riots, in the wake of the economic downhill slope, an interesting entrepreneurial phenomenon happened. Times when the economy was shaken, there was a Korean man who owned some property. Some of that property was destitute, some of it had been burned, but he had an idea that he would reappropriate appropriate his land, hang in there, and divide it into spaces, and then rent those spaces out, beginning with farm workers, ranch workers, and various other people. They would set up shop, maybe for a weekend, maybe for a few days, and then they would go back to their prospective ranches and farms. The key was, someone say the key was, that you would come with something, maybe some crops, or something else, and you would trade. It began with an idea. You bring something, and you receive something. The idea was you come with something, and you trade it for something else. Can I get an amen? And obviously, it progressed into money, and it was what was called a swap meet. Everyone say swap meet. And it became a phenomenon in Southern California, so much that to this day, if you visit Los Angeles, the city of angels, and yes, there are still a remnant of God in California, and they are on fire for the kingdom. Don't let the news discourage you. There's a remnant. I know them from the southern tip of California to the very top and they are on fire for the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Someone give him a shout of praise. But you can go there and, and you will see, even this weekend, if you and I were to get on a plane and fly out to Los Angeles, that'd be fun. And we would go, we would see a sign say swap meet and we could go visit the swap meet. Again, the idea was you bring, you bring something and you release something. 
You bring something and you release something. You release something and you receive something. We call it a swap meet. In Isaiah 61, God sets up a supernatural swap meet. Can I get an amen? In Isaiah 61, God sets up a divine exchange and he declares through my son, I'm going to give you the potential. You bring something into the house of God and you trade it for something better. Can I get an amen? And today I declare that Church of the Harvest from the moment of its conception until Christ comes back and takes us all to heaven that we are a supernatural swap meet where the bondages can be broken. Can I get an amen? Where the heaviness can be lifted. Can I get an amen? Where those who are bound can be free. For those that don't know which way to go, they can find direction. This is a house where people can exchange Glory for trouble. Someone give Jesus a shout of praise. So be mindful. Be expectant when you come into this house on Sundays and Wednesdays. Be expectant to see what you and I have seen God to do in this house and continue to do in this house when people will come to make a divine exchange. You are here this morning to swap some things. You're here this morning for a divine exchange. He says, I will appoint to those with ashes. Now, appoint, the very word and its origin, if you look it up online, it means to set a designated time or place. God says, I'm going to appoint. Anybody with me? I'm going to appoint. I'm going to set a designated time and place that you're going to bring me your ashes and I'm going to give you beauty. Can I get an amen? You see, the concept of ashes has twofold. Let me begin with one. They would often cover themselves with ashes and sackcloth. You find this in Esther 4 with Mordecai. When he gets the word that they're coming to kill the Jews, he covers himself, the cousin of Esther, with sackcloth and ashes and he gets as close to the palace because of legalities he could only get outside the gate and he sits outside the gate and he mourns in sackcloth and ashes what he's saying is Esther you gotta stand up or we're done here and thank God sometimes confession brings us to that which God has ordained can I get an amen so ashes can be that it can be repentance I'm sorry Lord for the things I said today I'm sorry for the way I spoke to my spouse. I don't have one, so I'll pick on y'all. I'm sorry, Lord, for the way I spoke to my coworkers. I'm sorry for my shortness, my anger. I'm sorry. It can be ashes of repentance, but also ashes is, if you went to a house and it was burned to the ground, you would see ashes from where the house was. Ashes means something has been burned up. So I bring him my, he says to me, come Rhonda, come Matt, come Tim, come Todd. Bring me your ashes of sorrow and I will give you beauty. Bring me your ashes of the trouble that you went through and I will give you beauty, Sheila. Bring the ashes of the circumstances that didn't go the way you wanted to and I will give you beauty. Bring me your ashes of brokenness and I will give you beauty. Bring me the ashes of your past. Bring me the ashes of what sin ravaged in your life and you felt that you lost so much. Bring it and I will give you beauty for ashes. Can you say amen? Now, interestingly enough, the word beauty in the Hebrew cannot be properly translated into English. This is often the case. When I preached in the European nations, the 
interpreters from seven countries sat on the left side of this gorgeous European theater. Ah, oh, it was once in a lifetime amazing thing. And uh, they were sitting on the edge of their seat, and I looked over at Kathy Payne, who I was preaching with, and hundreds of women from all over the European nations. It was Kathy's conference. And I just said, they're sitting on the edge of their seat. She said, yes, they are. And I said, oh, that's so awesome to see. They goes, well, they heard you were a bit dramatic. And they also heard that you are very empowered and that you talk fast. And they are on their edge of their seat to try to interpret in seven language what you're going to say, Rhonda. Come on, somebody. Some words don't translate. I was preaching in Puerto Rico, and uh, Cindy Thomas was interpreting for me. And the crowd got so excited trying to tell her exactly what to say, even though she was born in New York, but is Puerto Rican by birth, because some words don't translate. Everyone say, don't translate. So when you take the word beauty in the Hebrew and you go to its core, this is what it means. It means a headdress. It means like a headdress, like a like a, a turban that you would put on your head. We'll get to that in just a moment. It implies restoration. It also means crown. It implies royalty. It implies that which has been consumed and those ashes that have worn upon your mind. I will cover that which you felt almost took you down and I will make it glorious in the eyes of the Lord. Can I get a friend this morning? Can I get a friend this morning? And in Zechariah 3, where we were last week uh, the the priest Joshua and Zerubbabel we'll just go to Joshua real quick because it fits right here and Joshua has been called to restore Israel he has a mandate from God like you do in this room today we wouldn't know what he's thinking except like we said last week what God says to him that's when we realize what they're thinking and sometimes when the word is preached God reminds you that you were just thinking that can I get an amen you were just questioning that and now the word is rolling out like that not because of me but because of him can you say amen in Zechariah 3 there is Joshua and we wouldn't know what he's thinking except we know by what happens that he's being bullied by the enemy tormented by the people tormented by the ashes being pushed back being beaten back being told he doesn't qualify and the way we know it in Zechariah 3 the Lord opens up the heavens and he allows us to see it says Joshua the priest was standing before the Lord how wonderful give God a hand for that isn't that beautiful come give him a hand it's beautiful come on put your hands together and you would think if you're standing before the Lord you are free from the thoughts of the enemy you would think if you're paying your tithe, then you are free from accusation. You would think if you're helping people, reading your word, you've got a busy life, but reading your word and doing what you can where you can, that you'd be free from tormenting thoughts. But this is what it says. It says, he's standing before the Lord of the priest, and to the right hand of him is Satan, accusing him before the Lord. Right there. You see, you think sometimes when the enemy throws his hurls of intimidation his hurling of you're not good enough his hurls of you're not qualified enough and all of these things you think it's because of something about you but God shows you in this he's showing you right now that is the way of the enemy but you belong to the Lord can I get an amen can I get an amen can I get an amen and this reminds me so much because Joshua is going to have a revelation for his people I wonder what revelation the Lord has entrusted you to I wonder what revelation you're going to share with your kids your co-workers even this week I wonder 
because Joshua had a revelation. We find a man by the name, and we'll get back to Joshua, Martin Luther, is known for the biggest ink blot in history. It's at the Wartburg Castle in Germany, um, and there's a, a blot of ink that's his. What happened, and the story is told this way. Hang with me that the enemy kept bombarding Martin Luther and kept dredging his sins up and up and down until one night he had a dream and he saw Satan and Satan had a long list of, of Martin Luther's sins and it just kept going and it kept going and Martin Luther started being filled with terror as Satan kept listing more and more sins and then finally he jumped up out of his bed because there does come a moment when you've had enough. Can I get an amen? There does come a moment when you say that's enough Lucifer. That's enough of intimidation that's enough of bullying me that's enough about pushing me back that's enough fear that's enough oppression I belong to the Lord and you are on his territory hallelujah and he jumped up and he said I love this Satan it's all true and many more sins have I committed in my life known to God and God alone but let me tell you something Satan right at the bottom of the list the blood of Jesus Christ God's son cleansed us from them all it cleansed us from all can I get a hallelujah in this house and then he reached over and grasped his inkwell as the way they wrote with their parchment and paper he picked it up and threw it at the wall at the castle you can go there and see it and Satan ran for his life do you know what revelation that Martin Luther had he brought the Protestant Reformation of we are not saved by works but by Jesus Christ alone and his righteousness we are saved by Jesus and Jesus alone somebody give him a shout of praise in this house the enemy was finding that revelation and Joshua, the priest, had a revelation. And that's why the enemy will always use questions to get you to feel insecure about your place and the work of God. And all of a sudden, in that vision, the Lord said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this man not a brand plucked from fire? What he was saying, you can't tell me anything about Rhonda. I don't already know, so back yourself up. You can't tell me anything about David Layer that I don't always already know, says the Lord. I've already forgiven it, put it in the sea of forgetfulness. So what you're bringing up, there's nothing you can say. There's no accusation you can bring. There's no intimidation. I know it all. And my children are all just simply plucked out of the fire of sin and saved by grace. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this house. A shout of praise. And he covered Joshua with a turban around his head and had wrote on, wrote, written on there, holiness unto the Lord. No one is good except God alone. No one is holy as he. One of my favorite Kelly Willard songs, and I sing it all the time, because no one is good but God alone. Even Jesus said, you say to me, good teacher, no one is good but God and God alone. We simply come underneath his covering, and we exude his kindness and his righteousness. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. And clothed him with a new garment. So the invitation is when you come into this house, come in with your ashes of trouble, heartbreak. Come in with the things you felt like burned up even seasons. Come in and declare, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
as this, the hymnist used to say, one day I was lost, but he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Then he says, bring your mourning and I will trade it for joy. So bring me the ashes of what was and I will give you beauty, a new way to think. I'll cover your mind with my glory so that the ashes will diminish in my presence. What did you come to receive today? What did you come to release? Then he says, I'll trade your mourning for loss. Mourning implies something has been lost, an empty spot. Sometimes it's just you feel empty and you don't know why. I feel empty. I feel like my losses are more than my gains. Like you've done your own profit and loss on your own life. And maybe it's relationships that you've lost or a person that stepped into eternity. Maybe it's a loss of a dream, an expectation, or a date on the calendar. Oh, Satan will help you to build a monument unto that. He will help you to build a monument unto that loss, that mourning. But Jesus says, come, come, and let's swap. Come to the divine exchange. Bring your lostness, and I'll trade you for joy. You might have lost something in a career, a deal, a finances, and you're wondering. Jesus says, come, and I will trade with you for joy. I will take what is hurting you. Sometimes we mourn. I know when I, uh, when Pastor, my husband first went to heaven, I had a little jar of oil sitting by my bed bedside. And one thing I knew every morning I got up, and I'm not ritualistic, but I anointed my head with oil. And I anointed my head before I went to sleep because I thought, I'm somewhere I've never been. It's only me, myself, and I right here. And I anoint my head with joy. I will get through this day. And I would declare as I anointed myself, I'd even kneel by my bed, which I'm a walker and a prayer. But I would kneel and I say, Grief, you will not take me out. My days are not done. I I will trade oil of joy for mourning. Somebody give him a praise in this house. Come on, I encourage you. I encourage you. I encourage you to do the same, to do the same. David helps us to understand how much the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we can't lose that. David gives us an understanding of where, when, and how that anointing comes. Psalms 23 that you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yea, though I walk through the valley. I want you to say through. By the way, David never says, David says I walk through. He does not say I'm walking into a valley. You will never walk into a valley. You will walk through a valley. And don't let the enemy build a monument to your valley. Let the Lord help you to build a monument to the victory that came out of the valley. Let the Lord help you because the enemy wants you to build a monument, a statue, to remember at all time. Yes, we give testimony, but to give honor to your valley. I thank God for the mountain and I thank him for the valley. I thank him for the storms he's brought me through, but I am not gonna build a monument to a valley I'm going to build the name of Jesus because victory, victory victory is mine hallelujah so he says here's what David says you're walking through the valley but the cameras are still rolling and the enemies are still watching because in the valley in the shadow God prepares a table it's just so crazy God sends out invitations in the middle of your valley to your haters not your high school haters who cares about those but the enemies of your soul, 
Ephesians 3 and 10, to this intent, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to principalities and powers and rulers in darkness. It means God has his own publishing press in the spirit realm, and he writes out a royal invitation to the principalities and powers. Oh, yeah, I see you see him going through that valley. I see you see her going through that valley, but I'm going to send you an invitation to the glory party that's on the other side. I'm going to send you an invitation because she doesn't know, he doesn't know what I'm doing. Doing, but I, the Lord, know the plans I have for them, even in the valley. Someone give him a shout of praise in this house. And it's there in that shadow that the camera's still rolling. It says, he anoints my head with oil. Let's swap. Let's exchange. The oil, when it was anointed, I was supposed to bring some this morning, I forgot. But when the, the prophets and the priests and the kings, when they were anointed in the time in which Isaiah wrote Isaiah 61, prophesying about Jesus, the Messiah, they would anoint them at the top of the head. Then the oil would go all the way down them. There was no separate oil for the shoulder, and now I'm going to do the foot, you know, and here comes the pinky, but it was on the top of the head. Why does that bless me? Because Hebrews 1 and 9 says of King Jesus, God has set him above his companions and anointed him with the anointing of joy. Jesus is the head of the church, and all we've got to do is get underneath his flow and let the anointing bring back that which we lost somebody give him a shout of praise in this house I love it Corinthians says that everything belongs to Jesus one of my favorites I quote over my, my children all the time everything belongs to Jesus and you belong to Jesus and Jesus belongs to God if he's got an anointing of joy if I've lost mine I just gotta get back underneath his blessed assurance I just gotta get back underneath his praise I just gotta get back underneath him and let the joy flow can you give him a shout of praise in this house he says, come, even when you're in the valley, remember who you're connected to, the oil of joy. Invitations have been sent out to people to see what God is going to do through your life. Even amidst your weakness, come. Even amidst your loss, come. God says, come and swap me. Give me your mourning, and I'll give you my joy. That's why I had them play one of my favorite old songs. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I said, for the joy of the Lord I said for the joy of the Lord I said for the joy of the Lord can you praise him in this house hallelujah come come the last point is so important welcome to the divine exchange welcome to the divine exchange you come to God's divine exchange and he says bring your heaviness now this is interesting the Hebrew word in its origin, let's say in its root, it splinters out and mean other things. I want to do a theology, cl theology class today. But its root word, heaviness. There's a heaviness in your spirit. I feel heavy. I feel overwhelmed. I feel heavy. A heaviness in my spirit. I don't feel happy. But the root word is having to do with your eyes. Heaviness first starts in your eyes. Listen to me. It means heaviness brings a dim vision because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he comes to give. And heaven knows that sometimes your vision gets cloudy. He says, come, come to me. Let's exchange. Come to my supernatural swap meet. Come and bring it, even with your dim eyes. What do you mean, Pastor? Hang, hang with me. When you can't clearly see where you're going, 
when you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You bring that heaviness to him. You question the value of even going into tomorrow. What's the use, Matthew? What's the bother? God says, come to the supernatural swap meet and believe me. Someone says that God has good plans and you just cringe. That's heaviness. You just, you say maybe, no, I, he was good in my past. He was great. I will sing of the goodness of God. And you just declare that part because that's all you can think about right there. He was good in the past. But to be honest, pastor, maybe in this room, maybe by podcast, I feel like I'm just accepting a mediocre existence that the best days are behind me. And that's the place the enemy wants you to stay. That I had him do some great things in the past and he was awesome, but now I'll just, in essence, if I can bring this to where we live, I'll just take hand-me-downs. Things just pass down. I'll just be like crumbs, like, I'll be like Ruth when she was gleaning around the field like the poor people, and I'll just take the crumbs of what no one else gets because the best is behind me. I'm going to tell you this morning, heaviness will try to convince you of that. But the Bible doesn't say that God is only good in your past. The Bible says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And we sang last week, his goodness keeps running and running and running and running after me. I wonder if I have a friend in this place today that believes that his goodness can be greater than you've ever seen. Can you shake off your heaviness and do that? Can you give him praise for that hallelujah. hallelujah heaviness heaviness in the eyes through your mind it might even someone listening or someone in this room that even suicide has crossed your mind maybe I'll just end it but I don't want to end it because of my family but desire to go on has left you the value you put upon your existence has kind of diminished your eyes are heavy why go on why continue what's the value it doesn't work anyway it's not where it's supposed to be. It's not happening the way I thought. There's no really reason to go forward. God loved you enough to bring you here or to have you listening by this podcast to say to you, I'm asking you to bring that heaviness to me and I'm going to exchange with you a garment of praise. Bring me your heaviness. Bring me your inability to see into the future. Bring me your inability to understand tomorrow. Come, let's exchange. Let's swap. Let's take those eyes that are heavy and let's clean them out. We remove the ashes off of your mind now let's remove the heaviness let's see what God can do to those who are in despair God says come and trade with me praise him right now in this room if you will praise him and he says I've got a, a third section to go but it goes faster instead of apathy I want to give you an awakening instead of being bent out of shape I want to give you balance instead of confusion I want to give you clarity instead of desperation I want to show you doorways to your destiny instead of exhaustion I want to give you endurance instead of failure I want to give you focus instead of gloom I want to give you grace instead of hurts I want to give you healing instead of inadequacy I want to remind you of my intention for your life instead of judgment God wants to give you Jesus Jesus someone say hallelujah 
and the world says karma, God says no karma here. I'm going to give you kindness. No self-loathing. I'm going to give you relentless love. No just managing to get by. I'm going to move you forward to the moment that I made you. No negativity. And I'm not done. This is not my ending. I'm going to show you the power in my name. You think you got to settle for ordinary? I say I'm going to give you outstanding. You say you're just being practical and not really expecting anything. But God says, I'm going to give you possibilities, purpose, and a plan. Those questions that make you want to quit. Those roadblocks that make you want to resign. That shame that wants to sabotage you. God says he's going to supernaturally turn it around. You're not a victim. You are a warrior and you are blessed by him. Now praise him. Now praise him. Musicians come for my last part. My dear friend Chris Goins wrote that, and I cut out 75% of it. Anyway, so powerful, and there's more to it. God says, I will anoint you with a garment of praise. This is what's so interesting. When you think of garment, you think maybe uh, something that you would like this jacket. I put it around my shoulders, and I had to button it. Like a shirt you have to bring around. Like a cloak you have to gather around here. But no, the garment that they're referring to in the Hebrew is one that had to go over your head. When he says, I will cover you with a garment of praise, it's something in the Hebrew you've got to put first over your head and over your eyes. So praise can cover your mind. Can I get an amen? So praise can cover your eyes. Can I get an amen? That garment of praise, you had to put it on that way, which means it's first got to come over eyes that cannot see, eyes that are in dim, eyes that are in despair, that can't see the real value to tomorrow. He said, I will give you a garment of praise when you can't see, when you're still in the valley, questioning the value of your life, when you're in the midst of confessing sin and deadly weaknesses, I will clothe you with praise. Someone give him a shout of praise. Praise is commanded. I've got to get to my ending here. We're almost there. We're good. We're good. 146, it begins with praise ye the Lord and ends with praise ye the Lord. Psalms 147, praise ye the Lord, ends with praise ye the Lord. Psalms 148, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord. Psalms 149 begins with praise ye the Lord and ends with praise ye the Lord. Psalms 150 begins with praise ye the Lord and ends with everything that hath breath. Praise ye the Lord. Do I have a praise in this house this morning? Do I have a thank you, Jesus? Do I have a hallelujah, you are worthy? Can someone for five seconds let him hear it? Can someone for five Five seconds let him hear it can someone for five seconds let him hear it he invites you to a divine exchange a divine exchange go ahead go ahead go ahead and praise him go ahead and praise him he lifts off heaviness when praise enters he clears your eyes when praise enters hallelujah someone give him another shout you can all stand if you want to. Well, let me see. No, sit back down. It's, 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 it's close, but sit back down. I'll get nervous watching you stand. Isaiah said at the um, closing of what I read, that portion of Isaiah's scroll is what we would say. He said, I will make you a tree of righteousness. So what God is saying, I'll trade with you. I'll swap with you. I'll exchange with you. And I'll make you a tree of righteousness. I'll make you a tree of righteousness. After all this ashes, all this trial, 
I'll make you a tree of righteousness. And Psalms 92 says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. How many have ever seen a palm tree? Not many palm trees in Tennessee, right? But in Cali and in Florida, there are many. And if you've ever been in an unusual storm when a gale wind came and the rain was pouring and it was a storm that was just on another level of storm and everything's being beaten all around it, right in the midst of the storm, the palm tree still stands. Can I get an amen? He will make us righteous like a palm tree. You see, God put something in the palm tree called elasticity. That's a big word. It means it makes the palm tree flexible so when the winds blow and the storms come listen to the spirit of the lord the palm tree might bend but it will not break can i get an amen the palm tree might bend but it will not break can i get an amen i need to know do i have someone that has a testimony in this morning this morning in this house that trouble came your way you might have bended you might have wept you might have cried but you stood back up and you did not break someone give him a shout of praise do I have a I did not break testimony in the house this morning and wave of praise you're still here you might have bent you might have cried you might have struggled you might have got darkened in your eyes but you didn't you didn't break because the power of the Holy Spirit is within you. When you received Christ, you received the power of the Holy Spirit. And in the midst of anything, he will cause you to stand back up again. Can I say it again? He will cause you to stand back up again, to throw your shoulders back up again. Oh, they begin to count like a big old boxing fight. He's down, she's down. They're counting one, two, three, four. But before they could get to 10, the Holy Ghost said, son, daughter, stand back up because I'm in side of you hallelujah 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 you can stand all over this house you can stand listen lift your head up and give him some praise in this divine exchange and look at the palm tree the other trees have branches all the way down the trunk but the palm tree has everything up here it has everything up here the leaves are at the top of the tree so watch this so when the wind blows the leaves keep moving. No matter how strong the storm comes, just keep waving, waving its leaves. And you just keep waving your praise. Can I get an amen? I thought this morning as we sang, I sought the Lord. And I could hear the praises all over the house. And I didn't look around, but I could see here and there the hands lifted. Why does that touch me? We just lost one of our own this week. And the house was still full of praise. Because we're going to keep waving our praises before God. You see, you see saw how God brought you through the last valley and you still have a praise can I get an amen and you're still here and you still have a praise you still have a song you still have a testimony mama Joyce you lost your husband but you still have a praise I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth someone just wave like this before God come on just wave your praise listen to me brothers and sisters whatever you do 
don't let the enemy take your praise. You think some of us, oh, they must just wake up with a hot skillet first a Holy Ghost fire. Oh, no, I was on my back flat all day yesterday. I knew I'd preach if they laid me on a cot because I in a stupid thing to my back, moved something I should have never moved. But I'm going to tell you, when I got in here, I thought, do I praise or not? And something said, why don't you just dance, and I'll reach down and touch that back while you worship. Can I get an amen? You see, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't let the enemy take your praise. Flourishing like a palm tree means we may bend, but we won't break. So welcome to the divine exchange. Here, here's, here's where we are. Here's where we end. He is offering you this morning, because we come in here to do two of one of two things. Watch this. Some of us come to bring something, and some of us come to take something home with us. Most all of us do. Some come to release something. Some come to receive something. Listen, beloved church family. Every person in this room, including you and me, are in one position or another this morning. Some of us came up with palms out to release some things. I need to release my morning, God. I need to release my failure. Mm. I need to release my hopelessness. I need to release the weight of this week. I need to release my anger. I need to release my regrets. That's why I praise Him so much because I'm just keep releasing. I release my insecurity. I'm going to release my bitterness and my fear. I'm just going to keep releasing and releasing. But then some of you, that you're here, it's a testimony that you came. Don't overlook it. You, sometimes you come in here and you say, don't ask me a lot of questions. I'm not where I want to answer them. It all took all I could to come here this morning. But I came and you showed up. And we celebrate you because of that. Come on. We celebrate you. Because you showed up. Some of us came with hands raised out to release. Some of us came with palms up to receive. Just like a palm tree. Lord, I I came to release to you. Now I've come to receive. I came to receive your healing in my body, my mind, and my soul. I came to receive your peace that goes way past all understanding. My palms are up. I came to receive your strength, O oh Lord, in this supernatural swapping, this divine exchange. I came to receive from you. What do you need to receive from him this morning? And what do you need to release? We're standing in one position or another to release the weight and to receive from him. Hands to release, hands to receive. In this place we say, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I lift up and release to you and I came to receive in Jesus' name. Can you give him a praise one more time? I'm done. Can you give a praise? Can you give him a praise? Can you give him a praise? We're trading our sorrows for joy. The oil of joy for mourning. That heaviness that we can't see, we're trading it for your glory upon our eyes and our mind, Lord. We've become dim to those that this fits this morning, Lord, that we can't see. Yes, Jesus. And this divine exchange, Lord, we've come for that joy 
And Lord, we've come for the garment of praise that goes over our heads and over our eyes. Do your work among us, Spirit of the Lord. Do your work. I want you just to come to the altar. Um, singers, join me. I don't know what we have, but I just want you to come. But I want you to come this way if you feel. I'm not looking at you. I want you to come either when you get down here with palms up or palms out. You need to release. Maybe you need to do both. Come on in the name of the Lord right now. Come on. Just everyone stand in these altars for just a couple of minutes. Still got time. Just come to stand. Just come to stand. I want you to think about what you need to release or what you need to receive and I want you to do that right now he's here he's here Holy Spirit we welcome you we welcome you we welcome you we release our heaviness Lord and we take we take Lord the very garment of praise we release our mourning Lord for the very oil of joy that's upon Jesus our Savior we release, Lord Jesus, everything we need to release. Our ashes, Lord, the things we feel have been burnt up and uh, our eyes are dim and we're having a hard time seeing, Lord, what the future holds. And we find ourselves being a bit discouraged. We want to release that heaviness and we want your glory upon us. We want your power upon us. We want you to touch us right now where you are, right now where you are, wherever you're standing. Just begin to lift it up to him. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just talk to him for a moment, whether in your heart or out loud. You just talk to him for a moment. Go ahead. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Miracle work, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Just go ahead and talk to him right where you are. Right where you are. Miracle work, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Go ahead, just take a moment right where you are. Make that your altar. Make this your moment. You can leave here without some things. You can leave here with some things. This is a divine exchange. He's extended the invitation. We say, yes, Jesus. Lord, I'm trading sorrow for joy fear for faith doubt for hope I'm trading some things in these altars right here right now Lord I let go of that Lord my doubts about the future I receive your good word of hope Lord whatever that you want to do I release in this room right now and I receive my God right here right here right here Right here, Lord Jesus. Right here. Right here. Now that you've done it, just reach over and put your hand on someone's shoulder or take their hand and just pray for them for a moment. Just pray for them a moment. Come on. Just work among everybody and just pray for them. Yes, Jesus. Miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who, that's who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, that's who you are.
that's who you are. You're a miracle worker, Lord. You're a promise keeper, Lord. You bring light into the darkness. Your spirit is here today. It's here in power. It's here in might. You're moving among us, Lord. Do what only you can do. We can't see it, but we ask for a divine exchange. We ask for a divine removal and a divine replacement. As we release, we receive from you, Lord. And we won't fail to give you all the praise and all the glory. Your spirit is able for those in the valley. Let them know they're going to walk out of the valley. For those that are mourning, joy is coming. Thank you, King Jesus. Thank you for the divine exchange. Thank you for supernatural swan me. Thank you for doing what only you can do. Not by might nor by power, but by your Holy Spirit. We magnify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody just pause and praise him one more time in this room. Come on. Put your hands together. Even when I don't see you, I don't see you stop. But I know you will. I know you will. I know you working. Even when I don't see it, you working. Even when I don't feel it, you working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. Glory to your name. Even when I don't see it, you working. Even when I don't feel it, you're healing us, Jesus. You're exchanging with us, Jesus. There is joy in the house. There is hope in the house. There is faith in the house. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. You never stop. You never stop working. Hallelujah. Can you lift a hand one more time and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I believe there's been a divine exchange in this room today. I trust you, Holy Spirit. I know you are able, sir. You are able, sir, to do it. What we can't see in hearts and minds, you are able. And we bless your holy name. We bless your name. In the name of Jesus and the church said, Amen, amen and amen. Amen.